Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. This week I have with me Mike again. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. What have you been up to? Um, I have mostly been um, using Netflix a lot um, and and other apps. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the uh, 2000 AD app has been getting a lot of use on my phone. Yeah, it's got it's got everything in it. So it's got all the all the all the past um, 2000 AD magazines going back as far as you can sort of want to go. Um, and I used to love 2000 AD when I was a kid, and um, it's just basically. Uh, you got some some free content, yeah, and the free content sucks you in, and you end up buying the content, and it's it's really good. It's <laughs> worth it's worth the, worth a look because there's some really good free content on there. Is 2000 AD still going as a as a comic book these days? Yeah, I think so. Well, there are new ones in, on there, so yeah, okay, yeah, so it must be. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't buy it anymore. No, no. Um, but yeah, so I started off with Judge Dredd, yeah, um, Rogue Trooper, yes, um, obviously. Nemesis the Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> but Rogue Trooper was was the one I was really into. Yeah. Um but Dread sort of in hindsight, Dread is Dread is really good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing I Those... like The thing I like about Dread, sorry to interrupt. Go on. <laughs> the thing I like about Dread is it's it's not been sort of reimagined at all. It's not been reset. It's not been you know how things get yeah, to yeah. a certain age and they start it all again because how could they possibly still be going after 40 years yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. Well Dread is like an old guy now. So he refers okay. to himself, they refer to him as the old man, and all of that <laughs> history is still there. So they refer to things that happened when I was still reading 2000 AD. Wow. So it's, it's, it's really good. And the way they do it is, you know, he's made mistakes. He's, you know, he nuked a city. <laughs> he's done this stuff. And that's, it's all, it, all out, it all still comes out. It all still comes out in the canon. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's, it's, it's great. That's kind of interesting. It's the way that I think they should do it. It's, yeah, it it, it yeah, evolves yeah. rather than just oh, let's reset it to the beginning again because that was a great story. It just completely evolves, evolves, evolves. Yeah, no, it's it, that that's kind of an interesting idea that they've done that because, as you say, with the DC and Marvel stuff, it gets to a certain point they yeah. wipe everything and start again. Yeah, but yeah, and I, it frustrates I the old dudes like us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I quite liked the new Fifty Two stuff, but the problem is the idea the idea with that sort of stuff is. We'll reset it, and then we can kind of, you know, um, work it out so we don't mess up the storylines and things don't kind of cross yeah. over where they shouldn't. And then, you know, they, they get, like, they're, they're, what, two years into a New 52, yeah. and they're having to reset things again. Because... I mean, it, it must be difficult for the writers, because if they're writing a dread storyline, it's because the, the, the sort of overarching yeah. continuity... Yeah. They can't write something that contradicts something that's happened before, so they must have a, an awareness. There must be some archive somewhere of, of a timeline of I all the things like, that happened. It's like Star Trek. It, you know, up until the recent J.J. Abrams movies, they never reset anything. No. And even, even with the J.J. stuff, he skewed that timeline off. Yeah, there's a, there's a fudged reason yeah, there's for a, doing there's it. There's a fudged reason yeah. for doing it. So he skewed that timeline. So so if you if you play like the Star Trek Online game, that carries on in the... Um, established universe, not the new JJ universe. Yeah. So, you know, 
Um, yeah, the, that's the thing with the, the... There are a couple of guys that, that are responsible for that history yeah. in, the, in the Star Trek world and you know that they kind of have bibles of stuff of like oh well you can't do that because this happened or you can't do that because this end but it also gives means that they can go back and reference like some deep cut from like 30 years ago yeah uh, and bring it back in which is quite nice so i was reading i was reading a dread strip i think it was from the late 90s i i I couldn't tell you the date because there's just so many of them Hmm. and um it's got some east meg agents coming in and they're they're causing problems but they're doing it to to retaliate for something that Dread did absolutely years ago in real time. I mean, most of the people reading it now, if they're like you know kids or teenagers or whatever, probably would never have read the original story where this happened. Yeah. But I I kind of remember it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really it's really good. It's just a really good way of doing it. And they're also sowing the seeds for his eventual replacement because he's got there are clones of him doing the round. So he's got a a sort of a, one of the ones already got like a rookie judge. Right. Who okay. he finds out he's one of his clones. <laughs> it gives him his old apartment, and it's quite—it's just really interesting the way they do it. So, so they could at some point kill off the old. They could guy kill Dread off and, and, and have and a replacement have, Dread. Yeah, have wings. a replacement yeah. Dread. That's how they might reset it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. I still really like as you we talked about um, last time you were on the, that idea of a Netflix series. I think. Yeah, Dread would be amazing. It would be really have good. I, the, the more I think about it, the more I really like that idea. Yeah, it, it would be great. I mean. They could pick any bit of the dread. I mean, there's a whole back catalogue, right? And yeah, yeah. I mean, most of it, the, the sort of overarching themes that happen, they're just they're just a background. So you've got because it's written for a comic book, a periodical. It happens in small episodes. It would make a great series. It would make yeah. an absolutely great series. And it, and it doesn't have to re-reference any of the big issues that happen in the comic book. It could just be, you know, no, a but crime it gives drama, them stuff you know? to pull from, you know, which is useful. Yeah, it's good. Um, what about gaming? Um, I've really, I've, I've tried not to do anything new. Um, I'm waiting for the, I'm still waiting for the next instalment of uh, Old Republic. So I've, I've still been playing Old, Old Republic, but that's that's been about it. I've, I've not, I've really tried not to, to do anything else. Because if I, if I play something new, I'll get sucked into it. Yeah. And then I'll be faced with a dilemma in a couple of weeks when when the new content comes out, and I and I'm like, do I play the new content or do I break? Fallout or whatever it is I'm playing, so I've, I've it's literally just been Old Republic. Yeah, still well, leveling, still leveling all my tunes so that I've got <laughs> everything at sixty-five. <laughs> well, since we spoke, I went back on. Um, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good, and and I love the fact that you can basically level by. Um, I th- I think you do have to do the plan. It seems you have to do the planet missions to get uh, as well as the. Um, I, I I haven't. The ones you sure that I'm you've leveling, just I'm absolutely st- positive, yeah. Maybe you don't. So they've, they've changed it so that those missions are in purple or blue. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. Right? I've literally only done the character, the character specific missions. ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I've been doing the planet missions going through this time as well, just to remind myself because I I started um, uh, Jedi Sentinel. Yeah. Um, the most boring of all the classics. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd start that because uh, you see, I've <laughs> I've already done the um, I've already done Jedi Knight once. So I thought, well, I'll go with the Jedi Sentinel, and then I've got the Jedi's kind of out the way, and then I might go. But then I'll, I'm either thinking, I like the smuggler, I like the bounty hunter, I love the um, the the Sith infiltrator, the infiltrator, yeah. not the, um, the spy one. The, yeah, the yeah. spy one. Oh yeah, the um, Sith, the Imperial agent. Yeah, the one. Imperial yeah. agent. Yeah, I think they're great. So, yeah, that's a good one. So um, I'm I'm going to go back and and 
go through those. I might walk. I like through the, the rest bounty of those. hunter. The Bounty, Bounty Hunter's, Hunter's good. good fun as well, Got yeah. some good lines. Yeah, it has some great lines, and, and you know, you get the uh, death from above jetpack thing, which yeah. is really cool. And I like the uh, the, um, the Sith um, warrior guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. probably the last, that was the it's first one. What it is, yeah. That was the first one that I played. Yeah. And, it's, and because I haven't played it for so long, <laughs> that'll be the first one when the new content comes out, I'll be going into that, but I think I've played like, six or seven other tunes since then so it's like it's 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 it's, it's distant memory but he had some really good good lines yeah, yeah. the the whole and, the sith and, are so well written and the the whole that whole evil side i like, of I like the way that the companions especially the ones that are sort of like slightly um good-minded companions yeah. they refer to them as being maniacs and psychos and it's it's that it's quite funny yeah it does allow yeah. some some comedy moments yeah, just slightly annoy you where you do something and and it goes somebody you know, your your companion does not approve and you're like why what I I what what Someone did I say why, yeah, yeah. Yeah. well there, there is that I mean that's the same with with any any game like that where yeah. you see an option you choose the option but the actual meaning of what what comes out isn't what you intended when you chose that option so you see an yeah. option you think I'll be a little bit sarcastic here well that's... and then it's not sarcastic and you just come across as a yeah, <laughs> as an idiot, you think, oh, that's that's not what I meant. Can yeah, I go back? well, that that was a big problem with Fallout because Fallout has that kind of dial yeah. selection thing where it's a shortened version of what you think you're going to say. So what he says isn't actually that. Whereas the older um, Bethesda games used to have the full line. Yeah, in that. it was Mass Effect. Was so, it Mass Effect? That yeah, Mass Effect changed that. that. Um, so somebody actually went in on the PC version. You can actually go and download a mod for it, which changes it back to the old system right. with all the lines written out properly. Right. Because obviously they're all in there yeah. because they have to be in there for um, the um, voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, so they're all that, there. That's cheating a little bit, though. So, so well, yeah, but you know, it's it, less of a it solves that problem. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit of a lottery, lottery when you yeah. choose choose an option. And what do you what do you think of the um, of the of the um, expansion? And is it my my view of it is it's really good. And I think it's worth doing, but if you play it through more than once, yeah, you find that the majority of the choices you make, so far at least, make very right, little difference. Okay. To anything. Well, I, I went back and started leveling from level one, so oh, right. I've not got to oh, the expanded I stuff. I won't yet. spoil it for the you. Expansion then. stuff, yeah. But they all die. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, <laughs> I don't know how the next chapter's going to work. <laughs> yeah, um, so I've, I've got to get I've got to get up to that yet. Um, because okay. I did think I could jump in with a level sixty and just like go up. I mean, but... so Bioware have been saying things that, or Bioware Bioware employees have been saying that a lot of the things that you did in the last, in the first few chapters of the expansion, come to sort of fruition in the next few parts. So right. Okay. There might I've I've got a feeling there'll be some falling out within the within the party, and at the end of, um, at the end of the last chapter, um, Valkorian sort of tells you that. Um, there's someone in in your midst who doesn't agree with what you're doing or something. Right. So okay. That 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 kind of I get the yeah, impression. Yeah. So that, you get the impression. Yeah. That and there, and there are some that are already at odds with each other. So I think whichever one you sort of sided with the most potentially will be the one that stays yeah. on your side. The other one sort of goes off somewhere potentially. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, it, it, I'm looking kind forward of interesting. to interesting. I am looking forward to getting to the new contract because most of the stuff that I play through, obviously the the uh, the the planet missions I played through already. So yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 enjoying that. The only problem is, um, XCOM Two comes out on Friday. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the that it's real. I'm I'm a one game person. Yeah, I obsess over one game until it's finished or until I've got bored of it, and yeah. then I'll obsess over another game. Yeah, and that's why I'm really trying hard not to play anything else, not to buy anything. Yeah, else. I yeah. nearly bought Fallout. I was 
this close to buying Fallout and I thought no because if I did I'll either have to break the Fallout game or yeah. I'll end up ignoring um, Star Wars but the the, other, the thing I've, I've got a bit of a complaint go the amount of time it's taken to get to this next chapter yeah. <laughs> it feels a little bit like um, it feels a little bit like a Telltale game with too much right. between the next yeah, episode yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, is it, um, The Wolf Among Us was, was like... Yes, yeah, huge gaps. Huge gaps. Between. And I got to the point where I was really frustrated by it. And then I thought, should I leave it till they're all out and then play them? Yeah. Or should I just play them? But, you know, you get all the whole, you know, oh, stay subscribed and we'll give you a free jetpack. Which yeah, is all yeah, stuff yeah. which makes no difference whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But you do it anyway. And, <laughs> but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happily, I've still got a few levels to go on the t- couple of remaining tunes. So I'm still playing through content that yeah. I haven't seen before in the main game so I'm still doing that so I'm happy to keep doing that but I think once I've got everybody to 65 which will be soon yeah and I've played through all of the new content I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to hang on yeah it's just if it's this if it's months and months and months it's just frustrating yeah well I mean I think there'll be a lot of people that do that we'll we'll pick it up in between the the content coming out yeah I think they they've got to expect that but but yeah but I I so loved the first XCOM that I'm I'm I, I may end up dropping off to I was go a big and play fan of that. I, I didn't expect to be. Um, it's no, not the kind no, of game no, that I tend to like. But I it, see, I do quite like those. Sort it's of an games, easy. But. It's an easy game to get into, mm. um, and it's got a. You, you sort of learn it. They sort of. I thought they got the difficulty. The difficulty ramped up really well. Yeah. So everything was just a bit challenging, but it wasn't impossible. So you didn't get to one that was like you couldn't do it. Yeah, but yeah. You might get wiped out, but you'd try it again. You'd do it, and you'd learn, and you'd figure it out. It was a re- it was a really sort of uh, it was a really good game. No, it was. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So, and I've got it pre-ordered already. So I may end up jumping onto that on Friday. I think you gifted me that game on Steam. I think I probably did. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I I somehow ended up with two copies of it, and I, I think I ended up gifting you one. So, um, but yeah, I, I like you have been watching quite a lot of Netflix as well, and a uh, couple of things. Um, Narcos, which I did mention amazing. on the show last week, yeah, but amazing. I know you've seen it too. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, show. yeah. I haven't um, quite finished all of them yet, but yeah. I've only got a couple left. But it is I'm that that was the position it. I was in. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched them all now, um, and it. I, I I'd assumed that would be an enclosed story. Yeah. Um, based on on real life. Therefore. Well, yeah, and it, I mean it is. Yeah. It's based on real life, and I would assume. Okay, that will be all of Pablo Escobar's stuff. Yeah, and then if there is a second series, they'll use you know they'll find another case Someone or something else. or somebody else to yeah. base it around. Somebody some other drug thing to base it around. Um, but I don't think this. Is, I mean, where it's sort of left is it doesn't finish his story. Yeah, it doesn't completely finish his story. So we I think the history books out and figure out what happened to him after that. Did yeah, well, I I, I kind of because after it finished, I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to look this up, and there is quite a lot of stuff that they could potentially work with. I don't okay. know whether there's an entire series in there, so it may be that they dovetail one into something else, and, and maybe that's how they get to a third series. I don't know. I but hope so. I, I, I'm just loving I, the series. I love the style. I, I love everything, everything from the. Yeah. From the music at the beginning to the the eighties, they've got the eighties perfect. <laughs> yeah. The terrible moustaches, <laughs> actually terrible moustaches, and the and the and the sort of uh, narrative. So the the sort of the spoken narrative, it's, it reminded me a little bit of um, Goodfellas. Yeah, that's an old well, movie, there, but there's, there's a lot of Goodfellas in it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's bits of kind of Goodfellas. There's there's 
things that reminded me of things like Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, yeah. th- those sort of gangster Yeah, things. The Sopranos was ripping the good fellas off for me. Well, yeah, know. yeah, I guess. It's, so. it's just good. And you, I like the way that you've got like two sort of sides, two sets of protagonists. Yeah. And you're not really on either of the sides. It's You can't no. support both of them. No. You, you know, even the, even the gangsters, they do some pretty bad things. The narcos do some pretty bad things, but... They're quite charming, aren't they? You know. Yeah, well, the, the gangsters kind of are, and and you know, you're looking at a guy that was, you know, he was he was hailed as a kind of Robin Hood figure, and still is in Medine, which yeah. is you know the, where they were based, and and yeah, because he built hospitals and he built churches and he gave money to the poor and you know, but he was importing eighty percent of the world's coke at the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and. He was making something in the region of sixty million dollars a day. Yeah, he couldn't launder the money. Couldn't quick launder the money, so he was burying it in pits <laughs> in outside. It's just insane. I mean, the, the story itself, if you wrote it as a screenplay, would seem ridiculous. Yeah, and you there know. are some horrible things in it. I mean, oh, there's yeah. some, some nasty you know, violence. Some... You do get reminded periodically that, that these oh, weren't yeah. nice people. These weren't nice people. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, it, it's it's just just amazing. Really, really is quite incredible. Um, and and it's it's wonderfully shot and really well put together and and it's uh, got communist revolutionaries in it as well yeah, which, which of course appeals, you know. <laughs> always appeals to me <laughs> so yeah no I was watching that the other thing on on Netflix I watched was Making a Murderer yeah I haven't watched that yet um, which is is fascinating kind of um, miscarriage of justice of of a guy called uh, Steve Avery who. Um, is it another true story? It's in, this is a documentary. Right, uh, it's a documentary series. It's I think it's about ten episodes. Um, I'm about three quarters of the way through at the moment. Um, I, and the the sort of first setup for it is is essentially that th- this guy is um, he's not overly bright. They run an auto yard. Um, him and his family, and there's sort of quite a lot of them, and they're not massively integrated into the community. Um, his, I think it's his cousin, is married to a police officer, and she's starting to spread rumours about um, uh, the things that he's doing and wandering outside naked and this sort of stuff. So he gets upset with her, sees her drive past the house, goes out and kind of you know chases after her. Um, and holds an unloaded gun in her face uh, uh-huh. to try and get her to back off. You not would, the brightest of things think, to do. Especially in the United States, that's not <laughs> the thing to do. Yeah, not <laughs> the brightest of things to do. But, um, you know, he, that, that was it. That was literally what happened. She then goes home, talks to her husband, they make a com- police complaint. Um, there is, a few weeks later, uh, attempted rape of this woman in, on a beach nearby... And um, the description, although it doesn't actually sound anything like Steve Avery, the woman that's taking the description, who is friends with the cousin, um, goes, that sounds like Steve Avery. So they go and pick him up, and he ends up getting tried, prosecuted, and shoved inside for 18 years. It's not until the DNA evidence clears him 18 years later that he's let out. And that's the start of it. And... He then goes on to be accused of another crime, um, a murder. By the same people? By the same people. Right. Coincidentally, he's accused of this murder a few days um, after they're all deposed, because all the police officers are deposed because 
he's um, trying to sue them uh, to get money because of the fact that they banged yeah. him up for 18 years. And it would have cost both the people personally, because it was a civil suit for yeah. various reasons I won't go into, but it was a civil suit. Um, so, And the insurance wasn't going to cover it, so it would have cost the state, he was suing for something like $40 million, and it would have cost the state and the individual people cited in the suit would have to cover that money. Right. And coincidentally, a few days later, this woman turns up murdered and Steve gets blamed for it. Right. <laughs> Nobody thought uh, uh, this is a bit dodgy. Uh, uh, and well, there were everybody who would have thought this so is a bit dodgy. So it's going through. It, it starts off with that first case and him being exonerated of that, and then goes through and looks at this second case. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I, I've purposely not gone and looked at what the state of things are now because I, I believe he's possibly still locked up at the moment, but there are moves to try and get him out. But I've purposely not kind of investigated it too much. Dread because would have I'm... sorted it out. <laughs> Dread would have sorted it out straight away. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> but it, it's just, I mean, some of the things that come out in the case are just terrible, just really, really quite appalling. So, uh, yeah, um, I've been watching that uh, and... I mean, it, it just fascinating thing. Uh, I watched, um, I know this is another one that's been on my list, and I, I think I watched a bit of the first episode and was interrupted and never quite got back <laughs> to it. Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. And I've realised what a great series it is. It is. It's, it's got brilliant. its flaws, I think, in that there are some proper cheesy bits in it that, yeah. you know, she's not really as dark and, and you know, the... the drinking and all of that it's not quite it's all a bit comic book however it's from a comic book yeah so it is from a I comic can't book. really complain about it no. too much uh, but it's really good yeah it is really good and um it's a lot more gritty and grown up than i expected it to be did you see daredevil i did yeah um yeah in some respects it's it's kind of darker than daredevil yeah is. yeah um it, you know, it really is. The subject matter is, I think, he's a lot darker. And there's yeah. a kind of underlying thing that runs through Jessica yeah. Jones um, about the control of women and that sort of stuff that, yeah. that is in there. Um, whereas Daredevil was more about this kind of revenge tale. Um, so there is this underlying kind of dark edge to it, um, which I I thought was brilliant. I think David Tennant's absolutely superb in it. Yeah. Um, uh, she's really great. Uh, the guy that played Luke Cage as well, I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm really looking forward to that Luke Cage series yeah. as well because I yeah. think he was one of the most interesting characters in there. And there's another um, series of Jessica Jones as well, isn't there? There is a second series of Jessica Jones coming. There is another series of Daredevil coming. Um, uh, is there a, some... No, I probably read this or imagined it or dreamt it. But isn't there something else with Jessica Jones in? Yes, isn't there some sort there's of a defender. The, the the way it runs is there's a Daredevil series. There's a second Daredevil series coming. At some point, there is a second Jessica Jones series coming. There is a Luke Cage series, and there is an Iron Fist series as well. Which right. we're we're told uh, Mike Coulter, that's the guy that plays um, right. uh, Luke Cage. But Mike Coulter has said that the Iron Fist has a, Iron Fist has actually already been cast, but they're basically keeping it under wraps. Who okay. it is? Um, is it Stephen Fry? <laughs> oh no, that's Yonderland. No, he's in Yonderland. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, there's uh, there's those coming, and then there's a Defenders series which has all four of them in. 
that's so there the is one. yeah that's, that's the one, the one that's, that's coming up. yeah the the problem is if they keep commissioning second series and third series of the other ones when they're going to get to the defender series i have no idea yeah because um, the, the second daredevil series has already pushed the others back like they're basically every six months yeah so in theory there's a second daredevil series then there should be luke cage around november then next spring there should be an iron fist talk about gaps in series they have to introduce some pretty lengthy ones to fit in anything extra yeah um so yeah you you're talking kind of one around easter one around november i think is what the plan is now so they're going to be just constantly making them so the earliest you're going to get it is towards the end of next year and that's if they don't shove like the second jessica jones series in next year in which case it's going to be the year after so i mean they're way off doing the defenders because they've still got to put um because if that happens you'd have to put uh so daredevil next uh daredevil this year then um you've got uh luke cage coming we think in november <clears throat> then if you put jessica jones 2 in yeah Depends if they put a Daredevil three in. <laughs> um, you've still got to you've got to do the Iron Fist series before you can do the Defenders series. Yeah, that's quite so. That's quite a full plate, isn't it? Yeah, so I there's, there's a lot. I mean, they're just work. stacking up at the moment. Um, so yeah, don't know. Don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, they are supposed to be coming, but I don't know. Have you been watching Deutschland eighty three? No, no, I haven't. Oh, you're missing been, out. Yeah. I, it the. They're building up the tension. It's getting each episode is more and more fraught. He's getting closer and closer to getting caught. He's yeah, getting all yeah. these, and and it was it got to the point where it felt a bit too easy. Yeah. So this is you know he's had he had a bit of a fight, he had a bit of a scuffle, and then the the um, the secretary of somebody that he was supposed to be spying on was killed horribly <laughs> um, in in the episode before last and yeah. it just and that suddenly sort of woke you up to the fact that oh my gosh this is serious <laughs> and he had a he had a whole like you know horrible episode around it but it was it was scary it got quite it showed yeah, its teeth yeah. it's really good yeah so you need you need to see I, it I will have to go back absolute to the recommendation I mean yeah. it's still not finished yet but yeah. it absolute recommendation I will have to go back and, and, and look at that um uh, the other thing I watched this week was... Uh, Santa here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my cat. Uh, <laughs> the um, the other thing is um, Lucifer started on um, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't have here. that. Um, it was actually quite good. It's yeah. uh, Tom, Tom Ellis, the, the guy that's the lead. Um, it's quite funny. It, it's got a kind of buffiness to it uh, in yeah. the type of humour. Um, okay. It's you know, just in the type of humour, yeah, really. Right. It's, there, there's a certain level of that. He's quite... He's, he's sort of charming and um, interesting. They've, I, I think if you're a fan of the comic book, you might kind of be kind of clawing the wall slightly at yeah. how things that they've changed with the character. But I, I found it quite watchable. Um whether it's watchable enough to get a second series, I don't know, because I felt very similar about Constantine when that came out. Right. Um, I don't know. It's on Fox, though. It's not on NBC in the US, which will work better for it. Yeah, I mean... Um, that, I think it's, it's on not, Fox anyway. I mean, it's an original story, but it's not an original idea, is it? The whole 
the devil living. There's a hundred books, hundred comics. There's loads yeah, of comic no, I mean, books that will do it. Yeah, I mean, it, a it, it way. isn't. But I think it's quite, it's quite nice the way they've done it. You've got an angel that turns up periodically and demands that he goes back to to hell because um, you know there needs to be some sort of balance. And at the moment, there isn't. I, so. I do think that these these sort of stories are easier done with graphic novels and comics, though. Yeah, yeah. Because you can totally. set the tone a lot easier with a graphic novel and a comic. You can yeah. do that. You can have that noir. You can have that darkness. You can. And when you when you're filming a series, it's it becomes a bit. If you're not yeah. careful, it can be a bit cheesy. Yeah, and I I think that is possibly a bit of a danger with it. But I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it. I will watch a few more episodes and see whether it it stays, you know, good, fun, watchable, or or whether it kind of turns takes a turn for the worst. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are the main things I've been watching. Agent Carter. No, I know it's old. Oh yeah, no, Agent Carter's just started yeah. uh, as well. The second series of yeah. that's just started. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was that's been good. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I do like, like that show. I that, like Jarvis. I think Jarvis is fantastic. Yeah, that had kind of worked with no sort of ex- no no Marvel universe around it, just as a period drama or something. It would work. <laughs> I just like the characters. Yeah, and just, yeah no, I know, I know what you mean. Um, speak, speaking of of Marvel, um, if we sort of we starting to head into the film and TV news stuff. The, um, the, there was something that, that popped up today relating to uh, Flash, so DC rather yeah. than Marvel, but um, relating to Flash. And I, I posted a thing on the website because we have a lot of people that come on and are saying, oh, Flash and Arrow have been delayed for six weeks. How, how This is terrible, you know, because, yeah, I read that. because they're, they're not coming back until the start of March. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of people coming on and saying that, and, and what I wanted to do is it's just your put, fault, Dave. Put, yeah, it's entirely it is my fault. Your fault. Uh, <laughs> they don't know I, um, this, but you've asked them to delay it. Yeah, yeah, and I told them not to. Um, <laughs> no, they, they, uh, the, there is a reason for it. Um, the reason being that there are multiple breaks when it goes out in the US. I think I'm, I probably said this numerous times before. There are multiple breaks when it goes out in the US. There are various reasons for that. Uh, one of the reasons is this thing called sweeps, which um, what what sweeps are are, are uh, when they take ratings at particular times of the year, which they use to um, work out how much an advertising slot is worth. So the American networks do one of two things. They either put live extravagances like the Grease live musical thing that they've just yeah. done. They'll put live things on like that that will pull in a big audience um, because that bumps up how much that advertising slot is worth. It doesn't matter if the next week they show an hour documentary on watching paint dry. Yeah. That advertising slot is now a, worth more. <laughs> they're chasing a monthly budget and they'll yeah, do yeah. whatever so, it is to So they, they, um, they will put on things that will draw in huge audiences. Um, so sometimes that will happen, which means that you'll get gaps because they'll hold episodes for a week. So you'll skip a week because they want to put it in the middle of sweeps. Um, the opposite is also true in that if there is a live, big live event, they'll then take off a, a show if they think that it'll lose an audience because they're off watching whatever the big live event is and they don't want to compete against it. It's the marketing people, isn't so, it? So, yeah. So, basically, I mean, the the, the, it's, it's marketing and money. That's basically <laughs> it. And also, there are other things in terms of, you know, they have different holidays to us. So, sometimes, you know, it might be Martin Luther King Day or something yeah. and they've all got the day off. So, they don't want to run something on that day. Um, might be the Super Bowl. So, they don't want to run up against yeah. that. So, there are, there are certain things like that that happen. 
But what that means is you end up with a, things like Flash and Arrow will, you know, they might be back there at the moment, but they might run three episodes, skip a week, run two episodes, skip three weeks, run an episode, you know, so it yeah. ends up being horribly erratic. The problem that you have if you're Sky over here um, and you run the week after the US, you're then suddenly left with this one week where you don't have a show. Yeah. So you have to run a rerun or find some other hour-long thing that you can wedge in the gap. The other option is to squash them all together, take the what turns out to be six weeks' worth of breaks. Hold on until you've got them all. And yeah, then run hold them on until you've together. got them, until you know that you've got yeah. enough space that there aren't going to be any gaps. Yeah. Um, that also means that you're given a six-week block that you can put a short run of a six-week... And then week. you have to spend the whole time on the internet avoiding spoilers. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. disadvantage. But that's the reason why they do it. So because I, would it, rather, I would rather have, the, have something regularly every, every week yeah. than be as I mean, up-to-date as the people in the US. I'd, I would rather wait, yeah. you know, personally, because I, I just... I, it's just so annoying when you turn on and then, you know, it's not there... And you can understand Sky's position of like, well, they're losing money if that if they've got to shove a rerun on, yeah, and that because people go, oh, it's a rerun, and they and won't I, watch. And I imagine as well because we're not used to that here. So you run a, you run an episode, you run a couple of episodes, and then there's a break. Then there might not have been time for that audience to get fully sort of attached to what yeah, they're yeah. watching. So yeah, exactly. The if if it's a, if the next episode isn't a strong one and it's a couple of weeks later, yeah, people you might lose people. Yeah, and, exactly. Whereas if it's if it's running close formation, yeah, then you have a weaker episode, but people are more willing to let that go and and try again. Yeah. So I mean that that's basically it. So um, that's the reason why they do it, and they're kind of stuffed either way because people will complain if it runs close to the US and then misses weeks yeah. even though they can't do anything about that yeah. people also complain if they like hold it for a month and then run it and they'll go well, hold it back for a month so they're stuffed either way but I, I posted this and it went up on Twitter and I posted the, the fact that, you know, the, the story um, and I get a tweet back from a girl called uh, Lila, Lila Vanderberg. And I know Lila, and if you recognise the name, she's been interviewed on the show before. She's one of the writers of uh, BBC Three's Uncle, uh, which stars Nick Helm, yeah. um, which is a fantastic show. She writes it with uh, mate Ollie. And um, she tweeted me back going, look, I know all the reasons for it being delayed, but that means I've got to wait another six weeks to watch my episode of Flash Air. <laughs> wow. I was like... What? <laughs> <laughs> so I had this Twitter conversation um, uh, this evening with her. And um, yeah, it turns out that uh, Lila, uh, along with uh, another writer, has written an episode of The Flash. It's episode number 16. So we, I, we th working it out, we think it's going to air April um, 5th, I think. Um, it's called Trajectory. Um, it introduces another speedster character. She's a minor sort of speedster character. Yeah. It's the first female speedster they've got. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's called Trajectory. It'll air in April. Um, and it's it's Lila that, that wrote Uncle <laughs> that's doing it. <laughs> so um, uh, I spoke to her this afternoon, and um, she will be coming back on the show at some point, cl hopefully close to that date. So we'll we'll try and get her back on. Forward to that. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, whether it, it might, I don't know whether it'll just be Lila or whether it'll be Lila and Ollie because they're in the middle of prepping Uncle Season 3, which he's filming over the summer and should be back. Well, they're not entirely sure because of all the stuff that's going on with BBC3, but it should be back in the winter or you know autumn yeah. sometime, we think. Um, but yeah, they're filming over the summer for that, so that's in, in the works. But um, yeah, no, I was, I was she, she spent December in LA writing Flash. <laughs> I was like... Crazy. <laughs> so yeah. oh, it's a terrible life. Yeah, no, hor- horrendous life. What a what a place to spend December. Um, so yes, I thought that was an interesting little bit of news. Um, so having discussed Sky, yeah, um, Sky have made a big announcement this week uh, that they're launching on the 9th of February. They've got this new system called Sky Q, which is their sort of new updated replacement box and you know interface system yes. thing that they're coming out. Uh, the base cost of it, they reckon, is £12 more than the current Sky package. So it is, is more, more expensive. more than Sky Plus or Sky regular? More than Sky Plus. It's <laughs> okay. more than the Sky Plus package. Um, so the the average cost per month would be £42 with a £99 setup fee. Yeah. Uh, the difference with this system, I mean, it's an updated interface. One of the, the there are various kind of key things they're pushing. One of them is you can record, uh, you can record three channels and watch one. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, so that's because one that's of them. assuming that there are three things on a Sky channel that I want to watch <laughs> well, at the yeah. same time. Well, just which is across quite the entire TV okay. network, they might. Be. Yeah. Um, they have a thing called liquid viewing on it, which means that if um, you're sat in the lounge and the kids kick you out because they want to use the which Xbox, often happens. which often happens, um, you can uh, boot up the app on on an iPad or you know a pad of or your phone and go upstairs and continue watching from where you left off. So it's what they refer to as liquid viewing. Is that but, really is that really worth the money? Well. The, there is an uh, argument just, for that, but yeah. I'm going uh, so, to be the naysayer on this. So, so yeah. I should say naysayer. So there is, there is that. Um, you get uh, the, uh, it's 4K compatible. Um, so if you've got 4K TV, you'll you'll get that. Uh, how many things will air in 4K is an entirely think, different yeah, matter. We, I do, to um, be fair though, we all, said well. that, we all said that about high def when it, when it first came yeah. out. Oh, who's got one of those televisions? It'll never catch on. And then everybody overnight bought a bigger television yeah. and a better television. I mean, no, I mean, I think 4K has got that's more chance only, of getting on. The, that's the only benefit I think that I can see. Yeah, I mean, really. that, and I think what you what you will get is, I mean, this is obviously the price at launch. Yeah. Doesn't Give it movies. a couple of years, it will it will drop down. No, um, movies are still seventeen pound extra. Yeah, uh, sports um, twenty five pound fifty extra. Yeah, yeah. I so that. I mean it's still the same sort of. Those are still the same sort of price. Um, so this is a this is a. I think this is a quite quite a brave move. Uh, everybody that I know has has cancelled apart from myself and you i guess has cancelled their sky subscription my parents have cancelled yeah friends at work have cancelled lots of people have cancelled their subscriptions because they can stream stuff yeah. they can use netflix they use yeah. whatever they want to use well it's- we have said numerous times um the the cheapest way to get the broadest range of channels for less than the um average price of whatever the the average um sky subscription is you can get um amazon netflix and the now tv box and a now tv box will give you most of the stuff off sky yeah 
Um, certainly will give you things like flash. It will give you arrow. Yeah. Uh, it allows you to watch channels live. Uh, it would even give you Game of Thrones. So all of all of I mean, so Game of Thrones is probably the only thing I would want Sky One for yeah. or Sky Atlantic Sky or Atlantic. whatever. Um, the only the only other thing that I the only reason I've still got Sky really is because of Cartoon Network <laughs> and and all of the kids the kids channels yeah, that yeah, are yeah. very hard to find anywhere else yeah. in such. You know, we need at least ten kids' channels, otherwise it's it's going to go horribly wrong in the house. <laughs> I have to find something else to to for them entertain to do. them with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I just think that that they've got to find their USPs kind of not really there anymore, and all the, they're trying to introduce new things with this yeah, new package, I mean, I, but I don't they don't feel too think, strong to me. I, I don't know. I mean, I I think one of the things with this is that um, it's the idea is that you can also have two people watching at the same time in different rooms. So your kids could be watching in one room on that same subscription. Oh, instead of having multi-room? Instead of having multi-room. Oh, so, okay. So, see, so we've got multi-room and we pay a ton. So actually, if we upgraded, that we would potentially save money. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there is a thing... um, You'd need to look at the price. You might find that this is actually (laughs) slightly cheaper than multi-room to do it this way. Uh, There's... It depends what you buy with it and what they're watching on. Because if they're watching on tablets, you know you can stream to a couple of different players. And it probably there doesn't a, work with all the silver, regular players that we've got. So well, we there is a silver. There is a silver bundle, which is Sky TV in two rooms. Because the idea is you have a main box, yeah. which is your lounge box, yeah. and then you can have little kind of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Satellite boxes. Um, and if you buy the silver subscription, you get one box with it. And then I think additional boxes are £99 each. But you can use the app on tablets. Right. So if you've got, well, you use the app on the tablet. Yeah, exactly. Now anyway, yeah. so so you can use the app on the tablet rather than you know buying a separate box or you know having to stream it to yeah. a TV. So it might be a case of, I mean, you've got two kids, so they might want a box each if they want multi-room in both their rooms. Yeah. But, um, but once you bought it. So I could take it all back and say oh, that sounds like a good idea if it's cheaper. <laughs> but that's the only that's the only that's the only good yeah, thing. Yeah, if it's, it's not, and it's I'd, interesting. I'd be really I, surprised I, if it was I cheaper. I think this will drop. I think the price of this will drop. This is the price at launch, and it the, that was the same thing. Yeah, when they, they launch the when they launch everything, it always costs more. Do you know if they're withdrawing Sky Plus for new customers, or is that? I don't think they are at the moment. Okay. Um, so you might find that gets cheaper. I don't yeah. know. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's um, the the channels are the same. I mean, they're saying over fifty high high def channels and three hundred Sky Plus um, box set, three hundred plus Sky box sets as standard. Um, you can record three shows at once, watch a fourth live, pause on one room, pick up the action in another room, stream your TV around your home via the Sky Q app, um, and take recordings with you as well. 
So it, I, that's the other thing, actually. Is you, I think you can record off the TV and actually download it to the app and then go so you could record something and take it. But you can still do that with the app now. You can download something with the app and take it somewhere. Oh, is that with Sky Go? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's in, it's including Sky right. Go into it, basically. Okay. Um, I, it's more a case of them merging everything together, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, it does sound I mean, a bit they, like that. they've got... There's other things like um, uh, you can browse Facebook photos, stream music wirelessly, um, so it's more of a media centre. I've just deleted myself off Facebook. <laughs> yes, I noticed. I went to message you to ask you if you were coming here and you weren't there. I feel free. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know whether I'm ever going to go back. <laughs> um, I had to text message you like a Neanderthal. Uh, <laughs> All up a case. Hello? <laughs> Is there anybody out there? Um so uh, they've also got like a new online video section, which is basically taking a selection of videos from YouTube and uh, Funny or Die. Oh, and... so like just YouTube then? Yeah, YouTube. But they're they're kind of they've they've picked curated. I think it's curated. Oh, I so, hate it when people use that all the time. Now. Yeah, curated. Um, and but it's stuff off off. Uh, they're saying stuff off GQ, Vogue, Wired, Rebel Media, um, YouTube, Vivo, Funny or Die. So it's going to be curated stuff, a mixture of so It sounds of like web quite a content. major change to the what to, to what they do. In yeah, I mean it is. It's it's trying content. to sort of mix everything together. That's that's the kind of point, I guess. Um, and pick up where that those areas where they're losing to people like Netflix and and they're just yeah. To I mean, offer the same sort of functionality. That's, I guess. that's the thing. I mean, the thing is, if you're going to run this sort of media center, though, I know Netflix and Amazon are competitors. Yeah. But if you could have run this sort of thing, it makes sense to have them on there because even if people have this, they are still going to... Some people are still going to have Netflix, yeah. are still going to have Amazon subscriptions. Yeah. Why not integrate the apps? Because nobody's going to buy a Skybox and not use the Skybox. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's no, no sense in not having them on there. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Because you're not going to buy Sky and then only use the Amazon or only use the, you know, maybe, the maybe it was a maybe it was part of the agreement I that they know. couldn't. That it was an exclusivity thing. Maybe it will appear later on. Maybe I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, I can see myself upgrading to it if but. it's cheaper. I might do it. But like I, said, I was thinking about cancelling it altogether. Yeah, and that and that and all of those extra things don't make don't make me think I should change my mind. No, I know what you mean. Um, which is a bit worrying because I think this is aimed far more at you than it is at me. Yeah. It's aimed at families. Yeah, way more than it is at individuals. See, my kids, my kids have got iPads and they can they can use their iPads and they yeah. could use Netflix. You know, they can they can they can do yeah. all these. And there's things. enough cartoons on yeah. things like Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, to, to be fair, and they can say, stream. They know how to stream to the the Chromecast on the telly, and yeah, it's just it's it's, it's an easy thing for them to do. It is frightening <laughs> when we were that age. Yeah. We had like wooden trains. Or my, my one of my friends has a two year old son that that can sit and work Netflix perfectly well on a on a tablet. Yeah, I mean, like iPads and tablets, they're the new nannies, aren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah, totally. Just Great parenting. <laughs> Wonderful parenting there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the new Sky Q um, system. Comes on 
the 9th of February, uh, they're taking orders for it. I think they're saying the installs will start going out towards the end of February. Okay. So uh, so if you're interested, 9th of February on the sky.com site, I would think is probably the, uh, the They would have to, to offer me an amazing... That's the other thing about Sky. They don't offer existing customers anything. Mm. You, you you have to be a new customer to get a great deal. That, that so I'm an existing an customer. I'm not going to get a great deal. No, no. Not... I mean, I, yeah, I have. I would like a decent deal out of them, but you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's the new Sky stuff. In terms of other new stuff, um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> you seen the new trailer? Oh yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, the new trailer, the the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, trailer. and that's I, yeah. I think like I love when that. I was talking when, when I was on the last one. I was saying about um, the Star Trek trailer having awesome music, the Beastie Boys, yeah, sabotage, and that made the trailer. Yeah, this makes the oh, trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, the Suicide Squad trailer, the trailer it's is a work of genius. Best. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it I, needs I'm, an award. On I'm its own. really looking forward to to seeing that. Um, it's Deadpool out next week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward good. to that. So, um, but yeah, in, in terms of of new TV things, there is. Um, it's pilot season in the US at the moment. So they're all looking at uh, commissioning pilots, which are shows that may or may not go to series in America. Um, so all the networks the are starting to... Yes, I know you do. I'm just explaining <laughs> for people that might not do. Um, so uh, these, are, these are shows that may or may not go to series. Um, but uh, we know what they've kind of picked up. And I went through the list and picked out a few that I thought might be kind of interesting to people. So um, first looking at the CW, they've got a show called Frequency, uh, which is a police detective in... Uh, it's based off a movie, actually, if there was a movie called Frequency. Sorry, think, Dennis Quaid? Yeah, I was going to say, had Dennis Quaid in it, yeah. yeah. Um, police detective in... Uh, 2016 discovers she's able to speak via ham radio to her, her estranged father, who was also a detective who died in 1996. Many, all those years ago. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> they forge a new relationship whilst working together on an unresolved murder case, but unintended consequences of the butterfly effect wreak havoc, havoc in the present day. It's a reimagining of the movie. Um, the writer is a guy called Jeremy Carver, and he is um, probably best known for Supernatural and the US version of Being Human. It could be good. So um, he, I think he was the guy that took quite a lot of the writing duties over after sort of season five, after Eric Kripke yeah. stopped Supernatural, stopped working on Supernatural. So um, I, it's difficult to tell. It's often movie properties. Did you so see the movie? I think I did. See, I think I did, but I have very few memories which is, of it. Yeah, it's that, not which good, is, that's not, not a great no. sign, is it? Um, so, yeah, th there's that. That's one possibility. These are, these are all CW things. Um, Transylvania, in 1880, a headstrong young woman searches for a missing, fa missing father, ventures <laughs> from... In search of a missing, missing father, ventures from New York to Transylvania, where she teams up with the with a wrongfully disgraced Scotland Yard detective and together they witness the birth of the, of the most famous monsters and villains in history. Sounds plausible. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how this is going to be pitched because um, uh, Hugo Sturm B B Bakowski, I think his name is, um, he was a writer on Robot Chicken, yeah. uh, the uh, Seth Green um, animated show. So I, 
I'm difficult to tell exactly how that's going to be pitched, but it sounds it sounds like it could be funny. Yeah, it does it's sound like it could be a comedy. Premise, really? Um, I'm not sure. Well, I can't remember whether we pulled that out of the comedy or the drama. I could but start getting serious and saying because most of the most of the famous monsters from, and villains from history predate 1880. <laughs> well, yes. So witnessing their birth, but that's just me being a massive nerd. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Um, there is an untitled paranormal project. I'm, that's not the name of it. That's, that's, oh, I was excited uh, about that. that. That name really got to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I put this in is because uh, it's from Kevin Williamson, who was a writer and executive producer on Vampire Diaries, Stalker, and the following. Um, and also, it's been directed by David Nutter, who is known as the pilot whisperer. He's uh, he, he directed the first episode of Game of Thrones, of Flash, Arrow, Homeland, God knows how many other things, but he's one of these guys that if you want your pilot to go, you get David Nutter to direct it. Um, so all we know about this is it's a young woman seeking help from a parapsychologist when she begins to experience, para experience paranormal phenomena. I see dead people. Yes, that, that seems to be the kind of thing. But yeah. um, it's got an interesting writer behind it. It's got David Nutter directing it. There's a fair chance that will go to series even with that weak premise. Yeah. Um, so, it need to have, there's a twist in there. That's yeah, yeah there's got to be something about. else to it, I think, because uh, they, they've not really let a lot, a lot out there. There's also an untitled Mars project, because you know, Mars is big after the Martian last year. Um, team of explorers arrive on Mars to join the first human colony on the planet, only to discover that their predecessors have vanished, led by a woman whose husband is among the missing, and colonists are forced to change their mission from exploring and settling to investigation and survival while navigating the hostile planet and their own personal demons. I like the sound of this. Um, that's kind of an interesting premise. It's uh, from Doris Egan, who was a writer on House... Um, Rain, uh, she did episodes of Torchwood, she did episodes of uh, the uh, the uh, Elijah Dushku series um, True Calling, she's done Black Sails um, and was an EP on House as well. So, I mean, they very different. Yeah, I mean, very, very that. different kind of shows. So she can obviously turn a hand to things. Um, I don't know, kind well, of interesting like the sound. Of that. Yeah, I, quite like the sound of that. That's kind of an interesting one. Um, so those those are our ones that this, some of the ones that CW are, are looking at. They're, we're not listing all of them because there are hundreds of, of these, and I've I've mainly gone for the dramas, not the comedies in most cases. Um, so ABC are looking at uh, well, actually, this has gone straight to series basically because Kiefer Sutherland is starring in it. I'm fairly sure uh, <laughs> it's a Designated Survivor. It's called um, stars Kiefer Sutherland as a low-level U.S. cabinet Who member. Who has 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, they're rebooting that too. Um, <laughs> Uh, U.S. cabinet, uh, low-level U.S. cabinet member suddenly is appointed to president after a catastrophic attack during State of the Union kills everybody above the, him in the line of succession. That's handy. Um, it's uh, from Simon Kinsberg and David Guggenheim. Uh, David Guggenheim is uh, the writer, and he's writing the upcoming Uncharted movies. He's he's writing Bad Boys Three. There's a few other things he's written as well, but he's a name that's been kicking around for a while. Um, it's got Kiefer in it. 
these usually fairly watchable yeah. and it is that is going to series that was one of the pilots that, that they didn't even bother with the pilot they just said yes we'll have it so it's not um, from, I don't know that I'd be that interested in this one I'm, I'm not sure it's we not did I think um, who was on Ross was on when we when I this first came up uh, that this was going to happen and uh, I made reference to the movie King Ralph <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> old uh, John Goodman movie where, where it's a comedy where the uh, where the entire English um, yeah. line of succession yeah. is wiped out and, the, and he ends up with this kind of fat, Isn't there a fat Robbie Col- American. It sounds a little bit also potentially like there's a Robbie Coltrane movie where he becomes the Pope or something like yes, that. Yes, there is you know. as well. There's, so there's a few of those sort of <laughs> ideas around. This isn't a comedy fun. though. This I think is done as a straight drama, but um, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Marvel's Most Wanted, uh, which this has been kicking around for a while as well. This is the spin-off um, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, revolves around Bobby Morse and uh, Hunter, um, starring uh, Adriana Plantic and uh, Nick Blood. Um, yeah, basically it's a spin-off with... Um, with uh, Mockingbird and Hunter. Hey, we're we're spoiled for choice these days yeah. with superhero stuff. I mean, it, you don't have to go back that far, and the whole um, that whole genre was a dead one. Um, but I, I just I wonder whether or not there's too much now floating around. Possibly, I, and that there might be good things that yeah. that would pilot and not do well enough. But when, if there was just less of it going on, yeah, they'd do better. And I do. Yeah. I wonder if we've reached a sort of saturation point. Maybe, maybe. I, it's difficult to tell. I'm not complaining. Point. I enjoy it, but there's yeah, got to be no, a point know, where there's only so many people. I, watching I know so exactly many shows. what you mean. Um, I, I'm. I have to say, I'm not massively convinced that this is a good idea. Yeah. I think there are better things out there you could do than this. Um, I don't know how you're going to make this seem like anything other than more of the same. Yeah, Agents of Shield Light. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it's an odd thing to pick for me, but that's yeah. why I like Jessica Jones because it's different. Yeah, it's genuinely yeah, different. exactly. And and this needs to be something very different for it to survive. I think more geezers um, in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one they're looking at is one called Still Starcrossed, which is a a sequel to Romeo and Juliet. Hooray! <laughs> so just perfect. what we've always wanted. Um, <laughs> It is based on a book. It's based on a book by uh, Melinda Taub. It's set in the 16th century in Verona. It picks up at the end of Romeo and Shakespeare, um, create, uh, charting the tragedy, pa- um, palace intrigue, and ill-fated romances in the Mont- Montagues and Capulets in the wake of the uh, tragic young. Oh, so it doesn't start off with them realizing it was all a dream, and they're both still alive. No, 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 they no. They get married, no, have kids. No, it's 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 fat. called Still Starcrossed, I think, because it's uh, it's not got it's a sequel to Romeo and Juliet without spoilers. Romeo and jo- Juliet die in the end. Uh, <laughs> Um, so it, it is a sequel to that. It's written by um, Heather Mitchell, who was a writer on uh, Scandal and uh, Grey's Anatomy. This has got a very, very strong chance of being picked up because it's from uh, Shonda Rhimes, and, and Shondaland stuff uh, tends to get picked up across the board. Um, so I think it's got a fair chance. Is, is this that, could be her is that the actually is that the definite title? Because that sounds like a comedy. It does. Um, I, I'm not sold on that title either. But, uh, yeah. The, so that's it's called Still Starcrossed at the moment, but we'll see. Um, 
The last one, which I just thought was interesting, was uh, it's one called Spark. It's a steampunk. I love me a bit steampunk. Yeah, well, I see. I I put this in because I thought you'd like it. (laughs) It's a steampunk drama set in an alternative history where gas and coal fuel the world. Centers on a battle for power between two rival families and a rebellious young woman with a spark of invention that could level both empires. Um, It's uh, written by a guy called Michael Cooney, who was uh, the writer of a movie called Identity. the EP is a guy called Ian Sander, who was on Reckless and the Ghost Whisperer for five seasons. So um, this is interesting. Steampunk hasn't really been done properly. No, I, that's that's what intrigued me was was nobody's really broached steampunk. They've kind of touched was, on it a little bit. There's been a yeah, little bit of steampunk sort of warehouse styling. thirteen picks yeah. on it a bit. Yeah. Um, I suppose Doctor Who picks little bits of it up yeah. here and there, but there's not really been. You got a lot of anime steampunk going. Yeah, on, but. yeah, but the, nobody's really done a live action series about it, which is odd because it's you know, I, it's it quite, quite it's such a visual thing. Yeah, it could be quite difficult to do right. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, interesting. So I, I just thought that was intriguing because it's something that's not, I don't think, really being done very much. Um, so Fox are looking at uh, 24 Legacy, as we were talking about last week, yeah. which is the uh, the new updated version of 24, uh, starring Corey Hawkins, who played Dr. Dre in Straight Out Compton. And they've they've cast the female lead now. It's uh, Miranda Otto from Homeland, who played the uh, the head of the person that um, Mandy Patinkin's character was sleeping with, um, who was the double agent. So in my, um, in, my, um, in my quest to not like things that everybody else likes... You've not watched Homeland. Twenty four. Oh, twenty four. Uh. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this coming back because I like the original series. It's, it's again done by the same people that did Homeland. Well, did twenty four originally, then did Homeland, and then went back and did, uh, did twenty four. Uh, Die another day. So the um, first one, I watched the first one. I watched yeah. the second one, and then I thought this is kind of the same <laughs> start doing just another 24 differently. hours um, 48 yeah. 72 <laughs> don't think days work like that um, so yeah they've got this um, potentially coming up don't know whether it's going to be 24 episodes or whether they're going to do a short 12 run and then do a time skip in the middle like uh-huh. they did with the last series um, but yeah I've you know I don't know whether it's going to go to series yet, but it's certainly got picked up a pilot. I would say that's got a very, very strong chance of going to series there. Um, there is one called APB, which is an enigmatic tech billionaire purchases a troubled police <laughs> precinct, uh, precinct in the wake of a loved one's murder. Um, can this eccentric and enigmatic figure cutting-edge approach fix the broken ways in which these blue-blooded veterans... Uh, blue, broken ways of these blue brody veterans would have been right. much better if it was dread uh, yeah yeah no totally so Sorry. yeah basically um, a billionaire a billionaire buys a um, police precinct to which is kind can you of you do that I, no I don't think you can uh, but, isn't that um, like something what happened in Robocop yeah possibly um, yeah no it is it's, well Robocop privatised the police yeah. force the the reason that this that, that this sort of did look a bit interesting was the writer is a guy called David Slack who was on uh, Person of Interest, so and Person of Interest is a similar kind of high concept idea, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, he also wrote for bizarrely for New Teen Titans as well. Um, 
it's it's directed by Len Wiseman, who is responsible for the Underworld movies, uh, Sleepy Hollow, Hawaii Five-0, Lucifer. Um, again, he's another quite reliable pilot director. Yeah, and so tends I, to I get like going to quite series. a lot of what was listed there. It just seems like a strange premise for a yeah, series, so there yeah. must be something so, more yeah, to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's intriguing that one um just because the guys behind it and it's an odd enough idea i think to to because i i quite like the idea of a tech billionaire taking over a police precinct and then trying to sort of um you know in, add his tech into it so like you can get tony some, stark yeah yeah like a tony stark kind yeah. of taking over the police i i quite like that sort of idea i think that could be quite interesting um there is a show which kind of slams ridiculous, but it's it's called the, there is a reason for putting it in there. It's called Zubiquity. Yeah, I was laughing. Um, it's a successful a successful driven cardiologist risks career suicide by teaming up with a socially <laughs> challenged veterinarian who relates better to animals than people. Sorry. They try to put their competitive nature to cure incurable. Um, uh, it, nature's to cure the incurable using a blend of cross species medicine wow. that's never been tried before. Uh. Now. <laughs> the reason this is in there is because the people behind it is Stephen Nathan, who works on Bones and worked on Joan of Arcadia, and John Collier from Bones. So it's the Bones people behind it. And if you go back and look at that, it's it's like, uh, you know, upstanding doctor risk career suicide by teaming up with social misfit who's also brilliant. Yeah. It's exactly the same premise as Bones, basically. Um, Social mi- misfit vet. Yeah, apart from it's a vet rather than, you know, somebody I, who I'd does really Bones. I'd be disturbed if I had a problem and a vet turned up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's okay, so let me just put my big glove on. Um, so it's it's got that sort of idea behind it. It's got the same team behind it. As we've said a number of times, Bones is very much on 50-50 it, on whether it will get renewed or not because the cast of Bones are currently suing Fox, the network that the show runs on. So, <laughs> Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they're currently suing Fox over um, money, um, which is a bit of an issue if your show runs on that network. Yeah. Um, but they are still making it at the moment, but we don't... They, they were talks about whether it will get it's renewed or not. It's past so. itself, I don't know. It is it? running on a bit long. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still shark. enjoying it, but but there's only so far you can yeah. you can go with these shows. It's been on like 13 years or something. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, there's a show called Recon about a rookie FBI agent who embeds herself in a suspected terrorist family. Um, Caroline Dries is the writer, executive producer. Um, she wrote Vampire Diaries and also wrote Smallville. It's also got um, Kevin Williamson involved. Could be again. good. Um, yeah, it could be good. Echoes uh, Vampire of Diaries. Homeland. It's got Julie Pleck involved as well, who is the head honcho behind Vampire Diaries and the originals as well. Um, she had another thing called Contagion, I think, as well, which I'm not sure how that did this year. But um, yeah, Echoes of Homeland, um, that sort of thing could be kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of content there, potentially. Um, but it's got an interesting team behind it, you know. Um, so, hmm, could be cool. Uh, the final one for Fox is uh, a new thing from Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels is the guy behind Empire and the Butler, the movie. Um, so he's very hot stuff at the moment. Um, Queen Latifah, Benjamin Bratt star in it. It's set in Atlanta, revolves around three girls who come together to form a band and their rise to the top. Um, it's, it's more your sort of thing than mine, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean. 
Empire, I, I do love Empire. Empire's, it's basically Dallas with hip-hop, essentially. It's ridiculous, but entertainingly ridiculous. Um, so, I, I don't know. Well, it, I, I put it in there because it was Lee Daniels, and I know he's a yeah. big thing. So, um, NBC. So, these poor shows have probably not got much of a chance because it's NBC, but... Uh, <laughs> Equal uh, opportunities. Come yeah. on, Dave. Just, just, just to, to give you an idea of out of the four shows we've got on the NBC list, the one that's been ordered straight to series is a TV show version of the uh, Liam Neeson movies Taken. That kind of tells you the type of things that NBC are going to go for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a prequel to the feature film franchise about the retired CIA operative. Um, it's uh, so it's about a guy in the CIA doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. It could be all right. Um, well, it could be Maybe. fine, but he's just really it's nothing that, original. That's, that's what you're going to do. Uh, Alexander Carey is the uh, writer behind it. Um, he's done Homeland, uh, Legends, the Sean Bean series that uh, run for two seasons, uh, and Light Me. And Light Me, I really liked actually. It was a really good show. So uh, because he's behind it, it could be kind of interesting because I like a lot of his writing. Um, there's a show called Time. The high-octane drama follows an unlikely trio travel through time to battle master criminals intent on altering the fabric of human history with potential <laughs> catastrophic revo- results. Um, I think we might have mentioned this before on the show. Uh, it's it's the second of time-travelling shows to get commissioned this year in the same year that the BBC decide they're not going to put on Doctor Who because uh, Legends of Tomorrow is a time-travelling show as well. Um, the this- reason... This sounds like a, a, a number of films that I can't remember the name of from <laughs> yeah, the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Um, the reason that I've put this in is because uh, it's got Sean Ryan behind it and uh, Eric Kripke. Um, Eric Kripke, again, being the person that uh, was behind Supernatural and uh, what was the other show he did? Uh, 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 the the thing with dinosaurs that ran on Sky One for a few seasons. Um yeah, uh, Sean Ryan is the guy behind the Shield um, and and that set of shows. So um, yeah, it's it's got an interesting team behind it again. Yeah, whether it will go anywhere, who knows? I think the key uh, bit is 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 the bit about altering the fabric of human history. So yeah, is it about them doing something and then the results of that? And yeah, the, and it, it could uh, get a bit it, weird. Very yeah, quickly. that that could get quite weird very quickly. Um, Bit like sliders, remember that? Yeah, a bit like sliders. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, hard to tell, very hard to tell, particularly as it's on NBC or it's NBC that are looking at it. Um, it, it difficult because genre shows struggle on NBC. Hmm. Um, they they like their police procedurals, so Taken's probably quite a good cho- choice for them because dread. If no, there, you know what you don't no. want. You don't. No, 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 no. That's way, <laughs> way too um, out of their comfort zone. Um, Const- Constantine ran on right. NBC, okay. and that's that's a big no-no. Yeah. Weirdly, though, they then run something like Hannibal, and that ran for like three or four seasons. And that was, but again, it's a police procedure. Yeah, it but is. It's quite a From dark the other police. side, and yeah. yeah, but it is a police procedure. Um, and I think that's the other reason why they're looking at things like Taken because it's something that's got an established film franchise behind it. Um, there is a uh, show called Midnight Texas based on a trilogy of books from um, the author of the Sookie Stackhouse series. Uh, so that's uh, True Blood. Uh, 
they're describing it as Twin Peaks meets True Blood in Midnight, a remote uh, Texas town where your neighbour could be a vampire, a witch, a werewolf, or even an angel. Uh, mystery, horror, romance combined to both infuriate and frighten any outsiders who decide to venture into this unusual Have place. Have you been to Texas? Uh, it says no, it's entirely plausible. It really does. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, yes, I've got you, Ben. Um, that could be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, written by the, written by Monica Breen, who wrote Alias, Fringe, and has written some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The fact that she wrote Fringe, she wrote episodes of Fringe, yeah. inspires me to confidence for that. Yeah. Um, again, I... I don't know whether that's going to struggle because of that sort of show. But I didn't say well, it's done. It sounds it sounds good. I would watch I, it. I like the sound. I would of that watch show. it because I it sounds like good. Yeah, I'd read show. the listing. I think I'd give it a go. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and the last one on there is Powerless, um, which is a worst workplace comedy set on one of the worst insurance co- companies in America. Sounds amazing. With the twist being that they also takes place in the world of DC Comics. It's about the reality of working life for normal powerless people in a, in a world of superheroes and villains. So it's basically about the insurance companies behind the superheroes. Yeah. Um, it's uh, written by Ben Queen, who wrote a show called A to Z and the Drive TV miniseries. Marvel have got a very, very sim- similar show in development to ABC, which I didn't mention earlier, called Damage Control. And Damage Control is about the clean-up crew that have to come along behind the superheroes. So when Hulk so smashes in, up a building... In Age of Ultron, where they... Yeah, where they buy Iron the building Man, and smash yeah, it, yeah. Stark buys the building moments before smashing it up. The Damage Control team will be the people that have to like deal And he mentions some Stark Industries company that... Yeah, that, yeah. So I, whether it is a stock industry company, I don't know. But there's that in development at ABC as well. It depends how similar these two shows are as they're to whether be, they will survive. Not, but they're I both do like comedies. Anime. Yes, they're both. Oh, they're both. Right. They're both like half-hour comedies. Okay. I think they're both half-hour comedies anyway. But um, certainly the Damage Control one was only supposed to be a half-hour. So that was the sort of interesting kind of thing for that. Um, there's a couple of things on HBO. Uh, there's one called Barry. Which is an ex-marine set in Wales. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> set in a little village in Wales. Um, an ex-marine who works as a low-rent hitman in the Midwest is lonely and dissatisfied with his life. He begrudgingly travels to Los Angeles in order to kill somebody and ends up finding and accept being accepted into a community in a group of eager hopefuls within LA City. Well, to see. who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> to be quite honest, it's, it's written by Bill Hader, who is uh, one of the ex-Saturday Night Live guys. He's also had involvement in South Park. Um, I, I just, I rather like the sound of it. Is it comedy? It's a comedy. Yeah, it's it a HBO, good. It's a HBO comedy, which means you can be kind of as edgy as you want on it. Yeah. I, it it's on the right channel. It's, it, it's something that allows them to poke fun at LA and yeah. that sort of LA life. Um, I, I, I just quite like the sound of it. I think it's an interesting concept. Um, so there's that. And uh, finally, there's a thing called The Deuce, which is uh, named for 52nd Street. The project follows the legalisation and subsequent rise of the porn industry in New York from the early 70s to the mid-80s, explores the rough-and-tumble world that existed in midtown Manhattan until the rise of HIV, the violence of the cocaine epidemic, thanks to Pablo Escobar, and uh, actually was one of his competitors, I think, around New York, but... um, and the renewal of real estate market that ended all the bawdy turbulence stars James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, but it's written and uh, produced by um, David Simon, who's the guy behind The Wire. Um, so that actually sounds like it could be quite entertaining. Yeah, 
I mean, the wire was brilliant. I've, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it does sound like it could be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, David Simon's stuff generally. And that whole 1980s, 1970s, 1980s Yeah, backdrop. it's an interesting kind yeah. of backdrop. That sort of industry, that sort of wild cult fuel sort of thing. Could I mean, there have been plenty of films like that which which have all been good yeah. or all been entertaining. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that that's the um, those are the only two that really stood out for me from the HBO. As I say, basically looked mainly at dramas and stuff. I tried to, to stay away generally from the comedies because you know it's so hit and miss with half hour comedies. Yeah, and, and I have I very difficult for me to pick up something because something a sitcom setup is like you know you'd never know what's going to work. No, so <laughs> and often they don't. And often often they don't, and often they're just kind of yeah whatever. Uh, it's very rare, very difficult for those things to stand out. So I, th- I thought it was uh, the the dramas were more us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, got those. Um, that's all the news and bits and pieces. We've got some air date information. Okay, so air dates this week. Um, these are these are things that have changed in the last seven days on the on the site. Um, Limitless is going to arrive on Sky One on the 17th of February at 9pm. That's the TV show based on the uh, film um, that had Bradley Cooper in it and he pops up in the start of the uh, the TV series because he's an exec producer so he has an invested interest. Um, doing fairly well in the US at the moment so there is a fairly good chance that's going to get renewed. Um, Yonderland... Uh, season three, we've been told that's coming about the seventeenth of March. That with Stephen Fry as Cuddly Dick, yes, Cuddly Dick, <laughs> absolutely quality. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, so that's going to that's going to turn up. Um, what else have we got? Uh, X Files. X Files is going to arrive on the eighth of February on Channel Five. We're we're now told that'll be at nine p.m. Uh, so not too long to wait for that to I turn up. I still believe. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know there's a fairly high chance of me hating it, but I <laughs> probably want to yes. Love it. I want to love it so much. I know. I know what you mean. I I, I know. I want it to be good. Yeah. I'm really willing it to be good. The film, big letdown. Yeah. The film. How do you recover problems? from that? Do you just pretend the film didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, maybe they. Yeah. Well, there were two films, weren't they? Yeah. Well, the second one was even worse yeah. than the first. Um, so there's that. Uh, they've been running old episodes on uh, Five Star and Demand Five. Yeah, I've seen. So. In, been enjoying it. I, I loved it. I forgot how much I loved the series. <laughs> I, we used to wait for the next episode to come out. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to amazing. wait for things. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things recorded on these things. I was at tapes. university. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Modern Family season seven, part two. That's coming on the fourteenth of March at eight thirty. Uh, we've got um, a Ross Kemp's Britain, which is a new thing coming. Uh, it's Mr. Ross Kemp uh, <laughs> doing his documentary things again. The documentary generally are quite are actually quite good, um, and uh, he's uh, appeared to have got 
sick of being shot at and threatened abroad and has now returned to the UK. So this is this is where him we do it proper. Problem. Yeah, <laughs> him <laughs> looking at problem areas around the UK. Basically, that's coming in March, but don't have an exact date for that yet. Uh, those of you who are, are fans of the Chicago various series, uh, Chicago Med season one is starting on the twentieth of March at nine PM on the Universal Channel. Who I think have one of the other Chicago shows, so at least they might be able to line up any crossover episodes between those two hopefully um because the one of them i think it's chicago fire is on sky living mm-hmm. so it means when they cross over all three episodes they make no sense because <laughs> one's over here and yeah. two are over so yes but the, i think that means they've now got two of them house of cards they announced that's coming on to netflix on the 4th of march so we've got that to look like forward that. to i love that show it's great Heroes Reborn, uh, let me just have a quick look on here. We've just today had, we think the date for Heroes Reborn is going to be the 16th of February at 9pm. That's on Five Star. That's coming. So that's, I, I don't know, it's it's not gone down particularly well in the US in that they haven't actually, they've, they've said, oh, it was only intended to be a limited series, um, even though if it had actually done better than it has done, it wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been, I'm fairly positive. So uh, so there's that. Uh, Parts and Recreation um, is starting on 21st of February, that is. Um, that's at 11pm, that's season five of that, that's coming on Dave. Blacklist, season three, part Two that's coming on the 26th of February at 9 pm. That's coming back. Uh, and Jane the Virgin is starting its second season. Have we got an exact? No, we've not got an exact date for that. That's February on uh, at some point. We don't know exactly when. Oh, and Simpsons as well. Simpsons season 27, part two starts on the 28th of February at 6 pm. Um, so th- those, those are the changes we've got coming um, up. There's only a few things next week on TV. Um, Back in Time for the Weekend, which is uh, following on from last year's Back in Time for Dinner, which is uh, Giles Corrin takes another middle-class family back in time to experience weekend activities decade by decade. It's all very jolly, isn't it? Yeah. It's very English and very BBC. Uh, 2nd of February. So that's on tonight. In fact, you probably just missed it, but I'm sure you can get it on the iPlayer. Or not. (laughs) <laughs> or not. Also starting tonight, there is a thing called, uh, on Channel 4, called Walking Through History, uh, which you'll be able to get on 4OD. That's uh, Tori Henstridge of the Natural History Museum journeys back in time to see for herself evidence for the geological catastrophe that caused the land bridge between Britain and the rest of Europe to be swept well, away. Well, you say catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They say catastrophe. Um, so there's that. Uh, X-Files, as we said, uh, 8th of February, that's coming um, at 9pm. So uh, that's next Monday, I believe. And Happy Valley Season 2 comes on the 9th of February at 9pm. So that's returning to BBC One. And that's everything for this week. So thank you for being here once again. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, If you want to get in touch during the week uh, or you want to keep up to date with the latest updates, come to geektown.co.uk throughout the week. Uh, If you want to get in touch, you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on this website post. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Geektown. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown. You can find us on Instagram, actually, at uh, Geektown UK, because somebody had already taken the name. (laughs) um, So, yes, you can look us up on there. Not There's a huge amount going on on there, but there. 
you go. Uh, so that's everything. We'll be back next week. I'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.